Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. that you control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number you can call but actually for the first hour i'm not going to be taking any calls i'm just used to saying that it's this is free talk live but tonight is going to be argentina talk live basically i think that That i basically think sorry what'd you say nikki that is free talk live well it is free talk live tonight i want to get i thought you were gonna charge for it or something this time Charge for what? Yeah, so it wouldn't be free talk. It's going to be like, you know, pay, pay per minute talk. No, but this is a really <laughs> going to be a really good episode, I think, because I think that Americans need to hear more about this. I have noticed, personally, as someone who only speaks English, that I think that there is not enough coverage of Javier Malay. We, we've been covering it a bit on Free Talk Live, but I had to pull in some resources. By the way, with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Uh, Colin. And Nikki. And also we have a special guest on the phones. Hey, Bonnie and Scott. We have Scott here with us from uh, the Seacoast. So I had to pull in these resources to help us talk about Argentina. <laughs> Nikki and I are here for moral support and to be Argen- <laughs> with our Argentina shirts. Yeah, and to be Argentina <laughs> cheerleaders. Um, basically, Scott, you know basically everything about Argentina, right? Uh, I've been following it for quite a few years and studying Argentina, and it's it's a fascinating country. Uh, I also have family in Argentina, so why did you why did you go there? Like, were you just interested already in it? Uh, no, I, I'm I'm married to an Argentinian, and I um, I married her. We, we got married uh, about I met her about nine years ago, but I was interested in Argentina even before that because of its rags to riches, riches to rags story. Mm-hmm. That, that is so fascinating. It's, it's, it's captivating a lot of libertarians now. And um, so that that really uh, was interesting to me. And then when I met my wife, uh, that I really got into hyperdrive with, with, with Argentina, studying it and uh, learning about its politics, its its culture, its history, and that sort of thing. So for the listeners that don't know, Argentina recently elected their first openly ANCAP, which the is... The world's first. Anarcho-capitalist. That's what's even more, more cool about it. It's the president. first person in the entire world who's been the president of a country that self-identifies as an anarcho-capitalist. Right. So it's... it's Yeah. So... But yeah, sorry to interrupt there. Yeah. No, you didn't interrupt. So... As far as the rags to riches, riches to rags 
story you're talking about let's go back to the 1860s in america we know there was like the civil war and then lincoln getting assassinated and lysander spooner but what was happening in argentina at that time yeah so after it gained independence for a while it had a bunch of civil wars prior to ours and then in 1860 they basically adopted the american constitution there was a guy named uh, juan batista alberti that convinced the politicians of argentina to embrace freedom to embrace liberty and in their constitution they they put that property rights are inviolable they cannot be infringed upon it was an extremely pro-liberty constitution and from that point on their economy just absolutely blew up and they actually had 35 years of the fastest growth in world history and it went from this poor country that was suffering from wars and low growth stagnation to the richest country in the world by 1895 in the turn of the century so by embracing these these uh, ideas of freedom um, argentina became the south america or the uh, america of south america it, hmm. it was the place where all the immigrants wanted to go to so they got a huge influx of in italian and spanish and some german immigrants that uh really re led to this burgeoning of econ economy and prosper prosperity um so it it just became this uh this this place uh, there was a t there was a term um about a hundred years ago is it um that went as rich as an argentine because argentinians were just were considered to be very rich people all because they just embraced a little bit of capitalism yes right yeah. And then how did they end up in the state they are today where they're now ex like pretty poor for the most part, um, way more poor than it seems like they should be with all the resources that they have. And like they have an extremely beautiful country, you know, they, they should be pr probably doing better than they are today. So how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, um, so uh, they kind of followed America's lead with the progressive era in like the in like 1910s. They elected like Woodrow Wilson type of progressive leaders and that started to regulate the uh, do the whole progressive agenda. They start to do regulations on on businesses. They actually cut all the women out of the workforce workforce um, by, they, by force. Yeah. Yeah, wait, what is, why would they do that? Uh, yeah, I, think, I think you mean they were, they were so wealthy that the women didn't need to, right? No, no, the, uh, they, they, it was by force, by law, by oh, decree. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was when they were yeah. getting progressive. That's a little weird. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, it, I, mis it, it, I misunderstood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, um, and they started to regulate businesses and stuff, and it, it, they, they started to embrace this, uh, collectivist ideology, and then, basically, this, this kind of, this failed uh, and a middle military coup take, took over. And um, w what happened with that is this this leader named Juan Domingo Perón uh, basically took charge of this coup and essentially became, after that, became the president of the country. And ever since he became president of the country, all of the political leaders have been what they call Peronist after him. And he weaponized the state to, to basically foster in this, this new era of 
a mixture of socialism, of fascism, of mercantilism that they've been suffering from since that time. And they also changed the Constitution to say that the government will provide housing, food, and et cetera. So it, around what year was this, the prone? Uh, 19, so uh, prone, 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 the coup happened in the 30s. And Perón took power, I believe it was in 1946. Uh, he's the one that allowed in all the Nazis into Ukraine, or uh, Ukraine, uh, <laughs> into Argentina. And um, he and his wife just were master uh, propagandists. Uh, Perón actually had learned from Benito Mussolini how to use mass communications to propagandize the people, I'm sure FDR as well. So they, he and his wife, uh, his wife is insanely popular there. She's got murals and stuff. Yeah, wasn't she a prostitute or something? <laughs> yeah, she was a prostitute. She she ran on this like she had this like rat this rags to riches story. But the only reason that she became rich is because she married the president of the country. Hmm. And so that was the, the only job that women could work. They weren't alone. Yeah, they can only be prostitutes. Well, I think she was a failed actress. Hmm. That uh, that's usually how yeah, it goes. Yeah, and um, they. I mean, like they, they. She did stuff like every single new thing that was open. She had to go attend it. Every every um, she athlete. Cut, she cut like, all the ribbons. You know, she right. cut all the ribbons. All the athletes that came into the country, she had to get a picture with them. You know, Perone beat up and spied on and uh, murder beat up his uh, political opponents and and uh, would audit the, the opposing newspapers and do all this stuff and everything he did was a populist thing like a left populist thing to try to get more people um, on his side to, to consolidate his political power and he would spend overspend and um, on certain projects that people liked and I mean he did things like he let women vote um, they were kind of late to the game there but so that's kind of in his lore too so Basically, he turned the country way further towards progressivism and further away right. from capitalism. And to this day, they haven't really recovered from that. And they're having yep. crazy hyperinflation, like prices changing on the shelves by the hour, right? Well, yeah, they haven't, they haven't had any other type. I mean, even though they've had other like parties than the Peronists, everything they've had has just been some version of, of a left-wing socialist. You know, it's like, what what would the least worst that they had be? Just like a social democrat? What, you know, what would that have been? Uh, so after, um, yeah, that's, they've had uh, along with Chile and South America, they've had military coups. Um, they had a couple decent leaders that were couped by the military. So they've had I think five different military coups, uh, in, including Perón oh. twice. Uh, he got cooed by his own military because uh, <laughs> the economy was so bad. Um, but in the 90s, they actually did have kind of an era, era of prosperity uh, where after they had a hyperinflation in 1989. And the next guy that took power was a Peronist. But at that point, they're like, yeah, this this stuff is not working. And he did a whole deregulation decree, kind of like Malay is doing. And what he did is he tied the the peso to the to the U.S. dollar one to one 
one to one on par with the U.S. dollar, and for a while it really worked. It was it it uh, lowered transaction costs. The new de- deregulation allowed their economy to kind of flourish. In the '90s, it seemed like Argentina was going back to prosperity. Um, however, they had the biggest financial crisis in world history in t- 2001 because because they couldn't they uh, they couldn't keep their fiscal deficit in order. They kept they kept uh, they kept spending more than they were taking in taxes, and at some point they just collapsed on them, and in such an incredible way in two thousand two thousand one, where they basically they they actually uh, introduced a quasi currency. They, they they basically shut down the banks. You couldn't get your money, and they they gave people this quasi currency that was worth nothing. So they defaulted on their debts. And it was a huge disaster, and Argentina's never recovered since then. Um, so then, fast forward to maybe like twenty twenty. What was it? Twenty twenty one when Javier Malay was like, "Okay, I'm going to get into politics." Why did he do that? Yeah. So the last twenty years have been dominated by this this type of Peronism called Kirchnerism. It's the 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 husband Nestor Kirchner, and then once he died, his wife took power for eight years, and they plundered the country to such an enormous uh, extent. Uh, just to put it in perspective, in in twenty in two thousand, about four percent of the country lived less than five dollars a day on less than five dollars a day. Only four percent. Now it's about forty percent live less than five dollars a day on less than that's that's they live on less than a cup of starbucks coffee 40 percent of the country wow and 10 percent oh, of the country that's is, gonna ruin my plans i was gonna go down there and start selling starbucks <laughs> coffees now what am i gonna do that's right. and, and another 10 percent of the country is basically homeless so this 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 uh group of uh hyper progressives wow. um totally ruined the country and plundered the country to an extreme extent. They were extremely corrupt. She basically stole billions of dollars from the treasury and, uh, and, and, but they, but they totally like Peron totally used the state to consolidate their power. She, she took control of the news uh, agencies. She started to subsidize all the journalists uh, she was paying for all of her political rallies. She would pay people to go to her political rallies. Uh, I mean, on and on and on of the corruption and uh, weaponizing the state for their power. Uh, eventually, it got so bad that they elected another person. Um, she served for eight years from 2007 to 2015. They actually elected um Another person called uh, that wasn't actually not a pronist, um, and this is maybe one of the only guys that wasn't a pronist that Colin is talking about. Um, he was a center right type of guy, but he was like a, a Republican in today's like <laughs> he was worthless. He he uh, he gave power, and he all he to be fair, he didn't have much power because the pronists, the Kirchners, owned yeah, the so uh, entrenched, yeah, like the Congress they, they, there. Yeah, they owned the Congress. So he had really no power, but he really didn't even try to do anything. He was uh, so worthless. And so the Senate and the economy did not improve. Um, I I can just talk about how bad it is in, in one second. But but he was worthless and he 
it, the economy was awful during him. So they reelected the Kirchners again, and <laughs> well, um, they put Christina Fernandez the Kirchner as vice president. To be to 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 show you how crazy this is, they caught her red-handed stealing billions of dollars from the treasury, red-handed, and then they elected her to become the vice president of the country. That's crazy. So, so corrupt. Yeah. There it seems like, and you yeah. have uh, mentioned in interviews before that. They have laws against prosecuting people who have ever been president, right? Yeah. So uh, when she got when she got caught with her corruption, and um, what she did was she ran for Senate in Argentina. Why? Because yes, you can't be prosecuted if you're in the government. Wow. Uh, that That's just shows the moral hazard of Argentinian politics. I mean, they're all crooks. Can Javier Malay change that? Like, can he go after that law? I he he yes, he actually is trying to go after all the corruption and stuff. Yeah. Um, I I believe he is trying to change it. So she became the, a senator, and she's. She was still, it is wild how popular she is. Like, everybody knows that she's corrupted, but they're like, who's better under her? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, they have all these stupid uh, excuses for her. And uh, she, you know, so she became senator. And when um, Mercurio Macri um, got beaten in his reelection campaign the in 2000, guy, right? The Republican guy got beaten in his reelection campaign. Um, she became the vice president. <laughs> and I mean, the, the level of depravity this woman has, uh, she she would uh, use the infrastructure projects basically to enrich her and her cronies. They would take bribes for these interests. I mean, so it's basically the same as the U.S., right? You know, uh, except for to an ex- <laughs> large extent, a bigger extent, they would take bribes for these uh these uh constructions uh projects and then uh they yeah, as would long over- as 10 percent goes to the big guy right yeah 10 percent goes to the big guy they would <laughs> overcharge for the the construction projects and a lot of times they wouldn't even finish the construction projects just pocket they the money pocket the money and wow. she owned a lot of these uh construction companies well they got really sloppy they were uh, they when you're kind of, when they got very sloppy and they kept they actually kept account of all this corruption, and they found that they found that uh, those accounts of all the corruption. So even after this, she got elected senator and then vice president, and then they had the worst lockdown in the whole country, where they were. It was one of the worst ones in in the world. I mean, I yes, remember this was hearing, like COVID twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In fact, I remember I remember hearing about it at the time, and of course, I was uh, yeah. looking into other places all around the world and traveling a little bit. Spent a lot of time uh, down in Mexico during the pandemic, but um, I remember hearing you know because in Europe it was bad. Some countries worse than others, but almost all of Europe was horrible. It sounds like the impression I got in Asia was Asia was really bad, but only for a short period of time you know like the presidents there were saying we're going to shoot people who are walking around yeah. but but then they that all stopped i think within maybe a year um and it's going to depend on the country obviously but i remember at the time hearing about what was going on in argentina just being like oh this is horrible this is one of the worst ones you know in in like south america and i was kind of writing it off like oh, i'm not going to go there and visit it but you know i i think that that's largely led to this uh this reaction yeah like too, people you know, because, would be like, i mean they took people who had no money anyways and then they said you got to stay inside or whatever you know yeah yeah really 
put them in pain. Yeah. So now they can yeah. see like that the policies they have voted for kind of suck and lead to this crap. So maybe it's what opened the door for Malay. Well, even we saw that in a lot of places where like COVID was kind of like the the thing that pushed people over to the edge mm-hmm. and, you know, made people open their eyes to a lot of government corruption. I mean, even in the U.S. So I can't imagine if it's on the scale that it was at in Argentina, mm-hmm. if it was really that bad. And then people are under these like awful, awful lockdown conditions for years. I mean, of course. And, and I also think they tried doing the United States' playbook where they just basically paid people too, which yeah. the United States could kind the United States right. federal government, you know, those those guys, they could kind of get away with that because the dollar is the world's reserve currency. So every time they print up money against that, you know, it's being dispersed. The, you know, the dilution is being diluted all around the entire globe. But, you know, they tried doing that down there probably because of the Keynesian economic type, the monetary, modern monetary theorist influences, not realizing that, you know, you can't really do that if it's your own currency and it's yeah, it literally going to be born work that well. on the yeah the backs of all of your own people directly mm-hmm. um yeah yeah they were doing stuff like you had certain times you could go to the store and uh, they had governors like the in formosa most famously that would just arrest anybody that was out walking around uh, i mean they had patrols i i heard they had 40 at one point they had forty thousand people that were arrested in prison because of for walking around uh, I mean, it, it just the depravity of this. Um, and Malay was like one of the only people talking against it. And that's one of the reasons why he got popular. Now we can get into Malay a little bit, but but like, there was nobody talking about it. And um, the 2021 elections, the, uh, the Kirchners kind of got wiped out um, to, to the extent that they've never been wiped out before. And they... Christina Kirchner um, blamed it on the president. So she's the vice president. She blamed the loss in the midterms because they uh, remember that the the president was in 2019 uh, on the midterm elections on the president, on Alberto Fernandez. And that caused this whole rift in the whole uh, Perona slash Kirchner movement. they started infighting and fighting. They put this, uh, they gave basically total control to this guy named uh, Sergio Massa, who's the guy that ended up running against Arch, uh, Malay. Mm-hmm. And the economy just, just fall, uh, just, just cratered. Now I'm just going to, to, to the extent that I can show you how bad this is in Argentina. Yeah. And in the year 2000, uh, uh, let the, me throw in something there. It's important to mention too, that, that you have Malay and I'm skipping a little bit ahead, but Malay, who's an, uh, economist running right. against Massa, who was the former economics. Uh, what was his official? Yeah, the, the, the economics minister. Okay, well, we're going to come right back and finish. Um, we're going to explain to you how we get from where we are now to an anarcho capitalist president of Argentina today. 603 283 6160. You can call in in like 30 minutes or so. Don't go anywhere. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up.
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. USA News Update. Senator Lindsey Graham advocating for a change in the law that shields social media companies from lawsuits. Group of senators questioning tech CEOs about the issue of sexual exploitation of children. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg testified that much has been done. Over the last eight years, we've built more than 30 different tools, resources, and features that parents can set time limits for their teens using our apps, see who they're following, or if they report someone for bullying. Graham expressed dissatisfaction with providing blanket liability protection to social media companies. Continued Iranian-backed attacks against U.S. and British warships in the Red Sea are likely. Houthi militants in Yemen, stating their opposition to perceived aggression by the U.S. and Britain, have expressed their intention to continue with the attacks. Former President Trump is considering hiring a new lawyer to appeal the verdict in the E. Jean Carroll defamation case. John Schaefer, USA News. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I need a tax preparer. How should I choose one? Using a paid tax preparer this year? Before paying someone to do your taxes, make sure they're qualified. Ask about their fees, experience, and training. Check with a Better Business Bureau. Avoid anyone who promises a higher refund. And review your tax return before you sign it. And make sure your preparer signs it too. For more tips, visit irs.gov and search Choosing a Preparer. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.
appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. you control that's free talk live and tonight we're talking about argentina and how we got here where we are today with an anarcho-capitalist president in argentina the only openly ancap president in the world and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie uh colin sorry and nikki i didn't (laughs) unmute her and we also have a guest on with us it's Scott. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Scott. But I wanted to tell the listeners that Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency made for spending. Dash transactions are irreversible, so Dash is great for merchants. Plus, its network is protected from 51% attacks by its chain locks technology. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. That's dash.org. Now, in the last segment, we were having our guest, Scott. He knows a lot about Argentina and how we got here today. So we're having him start from the 1860s when Argentina decided to go pretty capitalist. And they became so rich that there was a saying, oh, rich as an Argentinian or Argentine, I think it is. Um yeah, there's a little more to that. Even, too. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, there's a little b- little bit more to that. Even uh, you know, at the turn of the last uh, century, they were uh, right up there in like the top ten rankings of wealthiest countries. I forget because I don't the know. Nineties? No, no, no. The last. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, being born in the last century, I still refer to that as the other one. So two <laughs> centuries ago makes it sound really ancient. Um, it was uh, it was in the top ten, um, and I think it may have been number one or may not it have, was. and it was ahead of the U.S. Of course, it's all going to de- wow. depend on what your metrics are. How do you exactly measure right. that? But you know, we kind of get the idea that that means the people had lots of wealth; they could buy the things they needed. They probably had low, you know, uh, you know, like starvation rates and things like that. But. And um, earlier, Scott brought up that now forty percent of people in Argentina are living on five dollars a day, and ten percent are homeless. I looked it up while he was talking about that. Only. 0.19% of Americans are homeless for for reference. That's that's a crazy amount of homeless people that they have now because they went towards progressivism and um communism. Yeah, and they they have um and some of them are homeless, but they they have these just ranchackle like so depressing houses that you see on the roads. Um and so they 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 do kind of have homes, but they are just so depressing. And um, basically, if it, if if there's inc- bad weather, a bunch of them end up dying. And well, so it's, terrible. Yeah, um, there, there's a prime real estate outside of Buenos Aires um, that they just uh, these people, these homeless people, just built these 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 shanty towns all all across the all across this prime real estate. 
Um, and this is where, like, I mean, you look at these places, it's so depressing. It's, it's whatever they could possibly build to build these places, the sheets of metal, whatever. And so they do have homeless and then they have these shanty towns that people live in that are just, uh, super depressing. That sucks so bad. So you were explaining to us how we, we got to this state, how it got so bad. And, um, what year did you leave off on? Yeah. So I was just going to talk about the the inflation and how bad i mean to, to put it in perspective um i, I think the audience but, is going to need to hear this because it's what's coming to the u.s too so <laughs> they'll have to that you know start gathering up your sheet metal maybe you know go to like jay noon's man camp and learn how to weld so you can start welding your little shanty town together yeah, you'll need yeah. Some yeah. Real skills. Yeah. you're gonna have to there, learn how to what kind of trash is safe to eat and what kind of trash isn't you know mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, you do see a lot of people eating trash in Argentina, unfortunately, Oops. when you go there. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, 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 yeah. I, and it's yeah, ironic. They're, uh, like, a number one, uh, you know, agricultural exporter. Yes. And they have just yeah. so much. I mean, and, I'm, and, of course, that's with the restrictions the government puts on them that keeps them from producing as much agriculture that's as right. they're, you know, going to be able to now. Um, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so in the year 2000, the Argentinian peso was one to one with the dollar. Was so it, that every, it was pegged to the dollar. Yes. So is, is that kind of a bad thing as far as like it, it, it really is bad if you are printing money <laughs> as they were. Hmm. So if you're printing more pesos at some point, it's like the uh, bread and wood system. At some point, it's going to fail. Um, and that's what they, that's what that, uh, 2001 crisis, like the biggest crisis in world history that just pummeled the country. That's that default was, uh, as a result of that, where people couldn't, they, they shut in all the banks, the people couldn't get their money and get access to their money. And then they gave them this quasi currency, this fake, f- fake currency. Oh, this is, this is a real currency. This is, it's an IOU. This is actual real money. No, it turned out to be not real money. It turned out to be nothing. So it went from this one to one to, uh, um, at the end of Christina's second term is 16 to one, which is really, really bad. So that's 2015. Um, yes. That's a, that's a pretty bad devaluation. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then after Macri's turn, it went to, I believe, 60 to 1. Does it, uh, I know Colin knows, but uh, do you have any idea, uh, Bonnie, what it is today? It, it went oh, from, yeah. <laughs> I'm no. sure Colin knows. Oh, oh, yeah, I do. Today, it is over 1,000 to 1. What? So 1,000 pesos for $1. Uh, yeah. In 24 it, years? In, yes, in 24 years, actually, yeah. 24 years and, uh, and, I remember and of course there was the way the way people should think about that is you know it doesn't really actually matter what the ratio is of one thing to another because you know if a gallon of milk costs four dollars you know and then you four you know this would be four thousand well then it still costs the same right yeah the, the key though is you know that's that's changing rate every you know day and so it means right. you can't even save anything so imagine if yeah. you save the money it's basically completely worthless and of course another yeah. thing that that leads to is a change in people's habits you see when you're able to save things you can make a long-term plan you know i'm going to do this in 10 years i'm going to have this much money set aside i'll build a house i'll start a business oh so that's so depressing so they can't even really like count on anything in the future like Mm -hmm. oh you know i can save up you know with some elbow grease i'll be able to you know like buy a house and start a family they can't even have any sort of long-term planning that's so sad you start living for the day so it's like oh i have it's like you know you take care of your needs and then you're like okay i have a little bit of money left 
leftover, what am I going to do? Well, I can't save it. Well, I guess it. I'll buy some wine and get drunk with my friends, or you know, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna just wind up blowing it because there's no other way for you to save it. Especially if you're poor, because I mean, if you're rich and you have a lot of money left over at the end of the day, you could at least put it into some sort of capital good or something yeah. that's going to retain some value. But you know, this the the inflation is hardest on the poor people. I know that a lot of uh, the propagandists try and turn that around, and say, oh no, it only hurts the people with the savings. It's like no, it keeps the poor people from ever even being able to save. That's right. Actually, uh, what the, their number one saving investment is the. You, this is uh, crazy to Americans, but our inflation is so much. So uh, their their inflation is so, is so much worse than ours. Is they all save in dollars from the poorest person to the richest person saves in dollars. So they're trying to take their pesos and buy dollars. Um, and uh, yes, um, so that's the one thing they try to save in is dollars. Um, and, and, right, you're, and of course, the government right. doesn't no, won't even no. let them do that. They step in the way no. of that too. And then they no. have this crazy thing. And you know, sometimes it's hard for me even to wrap my mind around. They tell they them do, they can't save in dollars. Well, they do screwy no. things like there's an official exchange rate which certain privileged right. people can access, and then there's the real rate, yeah, the, I've the, heard the of black this. market yeah. rate. Yeah, and then of course there's an arbitrage there, and I forget how that winds up actually uh, actualizing in the real world for them. But What's an arbitrage? Oh, yeah. Arbitrage is anytime there's the same exact good, but with two different prices, and you can just, like, take it and flip it. So you'll see that sometimes in, like, the stock market. You'll see, you know, well, you know, different stock markets, like the price of gold might be trading on an Asian exchange at this one number, and then on, like, a U.S. or European exchange or whatever at a different number. And because there's enough of a difference, you just buy it in the one and sell it into the other. And you just right. make make money immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple things they would do. Uh, you can't import dollars hardly at all. Uh, they, they limit the amount of dollars you can import. So if you're importing over, I believe it's $10,000 from any anywhere else, it's illegal. Um, the, the banks, uh, the, the government lied lies like like Colin talked about about the the, the value of the money so the market rate is one thousand to one but the government will say at, at least uh, the government said oh it's only four hundred to one so that's only four hundred pesos to one dollar well like if you're if you're I mean um, so therefore therefore that just destroys everything because if you want to buy if you want to take pesos and buy dollars it's actually really cheap to get a dollar so what does the government have to do they limit the amount of people that can do it you have to get a special permit Hmm. to trade pesos for dollars because it's very cheap but if you're going in the other direction like if you're a tourist like when i went to argentina um it's it's a total ripoff if you go to the banks and exchange pesos a dollar you're getting half the value so what you have to do is you go through the black market. Both sides have to go through the black market. And everywhere you're, you, in Argentina, you hear cambio, cambio, uh, which means exchange, exchange, or change. And yeah, uh, just people in the streets, like drug dealers, oh, but yeah. they'll change dollars to pesos yeah. for you. And- wow. Yeah, and it can be really dangerous, too, because uh, what they can do is they'll see that you, they'll, they'll have an accomplice with them, and they'll see that you have dollars. And you're exchanging with them, and then their accomplice will follow you and rob you. 
you know, follow yeah. you around. The lobby. So there's there's a lot of like risk to actually exchanging, and uh, there's there's certain caves as uh, if you watch the Tucker in uh, Tucker Carlson interview. Uh, there's certain caves that are uh, you can go to, but there's just so much risk to it. Um, they can always throw a counterfeit peso in there. You know, they'll give you all these pesos for dollars. Oh, we'll throw a couple counterfeits in there or, or vice versa. So hmm. it's uh, it, it causes so many problems in the economy, in, in the economy. And we, we had the hardest time, honestly, the hardest time exchanging dollars for pesos when I was in Argentina, uh, November 2022. So. Uh, it just it's a it's just a huge problem, is and they it, don't is have. Is there a lot of violence there? Because you're mentioning oh, it's like insane. really, it's insane. Oh, not as much as Mexico though. Hmm. I, uh, there was a no, thing that I, we shared. Oh wait, did you take a different view on that? Um, it depends. Um, you know, Mexico. Uh, yes, the cartels and stuff, uh, and the and the violence and stuff. Well, but it's like petty theft and things like that but, in Argentina, uh, right? Yeah, like I mean, every single person might. In, in my family has been mugged. I mean, I have some really, I'm not even going to, very sad and stories. You see, even from now, every single person in Argentina has been mugged, um, been broken into. I can't wait to go there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. We obviously we know that this is because of all the poverty that's you know generated. Yeah, people get desperate. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. yeah, the poverty and the desperation and uh, the fact that they don't uh, you, self defense in Argentina is outlawed. Uh, Malay is actually trying to change that, but to with sell, guns if you, or with other types of self-defense. Um, base, it, it's it's kind of tricky because the Argentines are so gun. Malay likes guns, but uh, but Argentines in general are so taboo a gun. Mm-hmm. They're so like they they it, it, it's a uh, it's gonna have to be a culture change. Okay. In Argentina. <laughs> well, they, other uh, than guns, though, like when you say that self-defense is outlawed, so to speak, is that like so if I'm getting if I'm there and I'm getting mugged and I like try to punch the guy in the face or whatever, would I get in trouble for that? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so you, you can't would, even uh, like retaliate against your attacker. Right. What if you're getting right. physically attacked? What if you're getting attacked and then you try to punch him? So... um I think some, some like uh, you punch them, but let's let's say you get physically attacked and you stab them. You know, that's and illegal. They, yeah, like you, uh, they. I mean, their families can sue you. You're likely going to wow. to get arrested. Well, that, that's actually no different than the U.S. You could always sue somebody for things like that. I mean, but the, the defense like, could say, you know, it's a you know reasonable response. Well, it kind of depends on the state too. They have yeah, like different yeah. regulations <laughs> in regards we're, to and that. We're seeing that we're seeing them whittle away at those rights here in the U.S. You know, they're going after anybody who's acting in self-defense, mm-hmm. and of course, they're finding these border cases, you know, you know, edge cases right mm-hmm. now to go after. But that's all meant to kind of set up the precedence to go after it, you know, outright. And so it's weird because I know two people in Manchester, New Hampshire, who have obvious self-defense situations that they're going to court for right now yeah yeah and it's like new hampshire is supposed to be really good on guns yeah there's i mean the, the well they can always uh you know bring charges against you for anything whether or not they stand up but of course the process is the crime as we know yeah so it's I, the punishment yeah or sorry the <laughs> yeah 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 but it's even worse than that they don't have any sort of castle doctrine or anything like stand stand your ground or anything like that and uh that's one of the things that malay is uh in this trying to, to, to fix 
But uh, it, it's really interesting when you go to it, – it, it's such a fascinating country when you go there because every – there's like – when you go there, all the houses are fortified. They don't really have – they don't have front lawns. They have like walls and um, – they have uh, walls that prevent people from getting in and like almost like barbed wire on top of houses. And they have um, you, you shut your windows, like you lock your windows. Like there's no wind, there's no sh- windows uh, at night. Cause they, they have these, like um, they have these uh, like protectors over the windows. So you can't break anything. And you know, the one get around to all this, is uh what they do is they they uh they train these guard dogs mm. these like attack dogs and uh, like, so like yeah they'll, 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 <laughs> yeah it's like a huge mixture of these attack dogs so you can't hurt anybody but your dog can rip them to shreds and that's okay so oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so like they so they, they can't they, prosecute they, the dog. They can't like they put it down on there. Oh. Yeah, they're not prosecuting the dog. So the the dogs are like these these this huge industry of these like trained dogs that learned how that <laughs> that you know know how to kill people, <laughs> and like that's what protects your house. So your your dog can rip them to shreds. Your dog can kill them. But uh, but it's it's so fascinating when you go there because uh, you just you just see what these people have to do to prevent against crime. They basically have to fortify their houses. You know, it just now, now, Scott. What other uh, Latin American countries have you been to? If you've been to any other ones, I'm, I think you have, right? Uh, yeah, Mexico, Guatemala, Belize. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I I saw that when I when I've been in Mexico. You know, the, uh, the walls, the walls, and the bars yeah. and the windows. That's everywhere yeah. down there. I've heard and about then, that. Too, and yeah. it's also kind I've of seen like, that in you know, the U.S. Yeah, I was like, yeah, New York City. Yeah, all of the first like two stories have iron bars on. Yeah, them. yeah. that's right. Yeah. All the places that the progressives have ruined. Basically, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, um, um, I mean, that's just the situation there. And uh, I've heard, you know, I could get into some of these stories about the crime, but I'm not going to uh, because I know many personal stories about it. Uh, Well, because you were committing them, right? (laughs) Um, I just commit them here in the United States, but eh, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it's, 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 it's a really sad, uh, situation and you basically can't walk around at night in a lot of places. And, um, yeah, it's just, aren't there places that are walled off that on the inside are basically all rich people and low crime and it's all government workers. Oh yeah. I told you about the, yeah, I talked about the story. There's uh, there's some neighborhoods that are like, that are, that are are guarded. And uh, my, my sister-in-law actually went to one of these in Buenos Aires. And this is where all the politicians and what Malay calls the caste lives. These are the people that live off the privileges of the government and they are super rich and uh, they have this whole area that is uh, that is walled off from the outside world, and where they they drive around in their uh, in their um, golf carts. Hmm. Uh, they drive around in their golf carts, and they have all this fancy dining and this fancy clothes. Like the pork fest organizers. Yeah, and, and <laughs> exactly. And these kids have like they don't even let them, and and surrounding these areas is just this abject poverty. And these kids that grow up there don't even know what the poverty looks like. They, a lot of them don't even leave the place. So these 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 politicians' sons hmm. and uh, they that these all these people that live off the government that are is so, so crazy. Rich. You know what that's like? 
that's like uh like the Buddha, right? The story of the Buddha, yeah, where finally he sees the poverty and then oh, yeah. he's mortified. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, sheltered right. his it's whole like, life from it. It's like that, yeah. And, right, yeah. So, oh, it's, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like most people are enough of a sociopath that they'd be like, yeah, well, my dad is president and go back inside their wall. Yeah, most <laughs> people aren't the Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are the people that absolutely despise. Javier Malay, but hmm, um, so yeah, so I mean, it just uh, it it you know in Buenos Aires, you, it's it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, during its liberal, like, and I'm using liberal in the classical sense. It, I mean, they built beautiful buildings. I mean, everything like their their buildings are so gorgeous. Yeah, I would um, tell anybody who's listening right now just. Google image search, you know, architecture, Buenos Aires, and just, all the you know, yeah, it is, it is, it is magnificent. It's, uh, it's magnificent. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, but then you, uh, it's just like, then you see these, you know, on like, uh, for example, I was driving uh, on the freeway and I was, I was coming across an apartment building. I'm like, there's absolutely no way there's nobody living in that apartment. This, this has not been maintained in decades. This place, this place is falling down. And then you look, and it's like like twenty stories high, and it's and there's there's clotheslines on this place, and it's like there are people living in this place. It is like I can't even believe it. So it, you know, it, and then you see the slums and all that. So it's just like that's that's where you have these you know these these walled off, guarded, like rich places, and then this abject poverty. And that's and, that makes so much sense considering there are people there that can grab all the wealth that they can with the power that they have, give it to their buddies and their families and make everybody else have to basically work for them and be the farmers. Yeah. And the, the, like, for example, the, the Fernandez government, like the, 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 the the most previous one, they did not care at all at all about security. Any, I mean, anything They, they, they literally were just trying to plunder the country that's all they cared about is 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 is, is getting money for themselves they didn't care about anything uh, i mean it's just like they they were running on this like the country's doing great i swear like <laughs> that's who they were like when when they were running against malay his opponent masa was like the country's doing great our unemployment rates will be 6.2% <laughs> and wow. like, it was like it was like this guy they like it was it was wild. They didn't even talk about it. They, I mean, inflation. Uh, the the Kirchners didn't talk about it at all. I mean, they con- the economy's not grown in twelve years. It literally has not grown in twelve years. The economy's not grown, and uh, it, it's uh, it's just un- it's remarkable I what do it's have going for. A question, a little unrelated to economics, but just something I haven't actually looked up. But I wonder all the time, and I just like haven't had time to look it up. It's right next to Antarctica. So, is yeah. it like the Canada? Uh, is it as cold as Canada in the winter? Uh, yeah, let me let me speak a little bit to this. So, I I don't know. Scott might even back me up on this. To me, yeah. I think of it very much as like America, but in South America. You know, the United States. That is, uh, it, it's of course it's very large. So it's like the entire east coast of the U.S. Uh, it's like that much size. And then it has a variety of climates, just like the U.S. does. You know, there's desert, there's, you know, like kind of tropical, you could say, in Florida. It's not as know. close to the South Pole as Canada is to the North Pole. No, it I don't, like but it, well, it's so. different because of ocean currents and all sorts yeah. of things like that. But they have a, 
Yeah, they have uh, a lot of temperate areas too. So it's yeah. Go ahead. Can I explain this? Um, so if if you put it's a north and south country. It's the yeah. uh, it's it is the eighth biggest country in the world. Wow. So um, it is the it's um it's about the third of the size of the U.S. And I um there's a there's a uh, website that I call True Size of. I, I recommend everybody to go True Size of. And then you, uh, it allows you to uh, pick countries and compare them to other countries. It, it makes it proportional. Can you put people on that too? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so if you do that you, um, with Argentina, um, it, it's it's kind of, kind, of, kind of astounding. It's about a third of the size of the U.S. It's over half the size of so it's Europe. Like the si- yeah, I was about to say it's like the size of Western Europe. Yeah. So very, it's very, it's very large, but yeah, a variety of different climates. But, yeah. but, but, but if you put it, uh, like, let's say uh, the mo- the north mo- the northernmost point of the continental U.S. Uh, Maine, and then all the de- all the way the southernmost point is almost into South America. So when we get back, we're going to start talking about Malay himself. We've talked about basically how we got here, and it's free talk live. More coming up. Don't go anywhere. Can you stay on any longer, or do you have to go? Yeah, no, I'm, I can. I, I'm gonna. I'll send you the. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain. Until one day, the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day, Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job. And his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. 